We got one objective and one goal is to play for a championship. That is open-ended, but it gives you a lot of flexibility to do. You have an opportunity in this league. If you're playing for a championship, amazing things can happen. You just got to stay focused and know that's what it's come down to. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. soccer this afternoon this is a big week for me talking a lot of college football which normally is not my thing I'm watching soccer which is never my thing i'm not anti-soccer if soccer is your favorite sport that is that is so bitching that is so outstanding it's just i can't get into it i try do the premier league on sunday mornings or saturday mornings whenever it's on it's never been my thing but united states watching it at work today very similar vibe to daytime baseball why not it's on throw it on at work and they held on to beat Iran, Iran, there was a reporter who got really upset at one of the United States players in a press conference for saying it wrong. I don't want to say it wrong. The Ayatollah might put out a fatwa for me. I think the Ayatollah listens to the show, probably. Don't joke about it. Don't joke about that. It's the United States hold on. They win one to nothing in the entire second half. A little nerve-wracking. I see so many tweets people. Man, I, I can't do this. I'm freaking out. I'm melting down. It's like, hey, guys. That stinks for you, but I've watched the Packers in the playoffs for the last decade. I am a steel fortress of sports emotion. You cannot, you cannot freak me out. I, my, I, I barely even breathed heavy. I barely even breathed, period. Calm, cool, and collected that entire second half. This U.S. team cannot do a fraction of what the Packers have done to me in big spots with leads in the second half over the last 10 years. So now... The United States moves on to the knockout rounds, the group of 16 for the first time since 2014. And they will play the Netherlands. And I don't know much about the Netherlands, uh, but I did have a a, a very wise father. I still do. Uh, And my father once told me something about the Dutch. And he said, Grant, there are two types of people on this planet I cannot stand. The first are people who are intolerant of other people's cultures. And the other is the Dutch. My dad did not say that. Uh, just My dad doesn't hate the Dutch. That's from Austin Powers. Uh, so, good. Uh, borderline racist joke. Joke about the Ayatollah and a fatwa. I mean, we're two minutes into the show. This is, we're off to a roaring start. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. That's Talking Soccer. So, if you're sick of people talking about the World Cup, don't worry. Uh, we're done. That's it. I want to talk a lot of Badgers tonight and a lot of Packers feel like we neglected the Packers a little bit last night, although the Packers are 4-8. and eight. If there's a team that we're going to neglect right now, we should neglect the hell out of the Green Bay Packers. But we are going to talk to Mike Clements tonight at 5.30, get his thoughts on what's going on. We got Jordan Love. Jordan Love went from an idea to a real player, a real thing, at least in the context of this season on Sunday night, and that matters. That's something we got to talk about as it pertains to the future, as it pertains to the final five games of the season. Where does Aaron Rodgers stand? He went on McAfee today. I have a little bit of sound that I cut so we can hear from Rodgers what he said specifically. I don't want to play too much of it because I don't know what Mike Clemens has in the clip for us tonight when he joins us at 530. I don't want to step on his toes if he's got some Rodgers audio planned, but I will give you the basics what Rodgers said, the status on his injury and his outlook moving forward. We'll talk about that. And last night in the shower... I devised a plan in my head to fix the Green Bay Packers. Going into this offseason and into next season, 
I've devised the perfect game plan. I've got it. Like George Costanza with the roommate swap. Well, I shampooed my hair last night. I did it. I figured it out. So I'm going to share with you my four or five step plan to put the Green Bay Packers back on track. That's coming up at 430. Uh, But I do want to start with the Badgers. They really Badgers heavy yesterday. All time show. Haters said it couldn't be done. Haters said I couldn't talk more Badgers today. I'm going to do it. I just have a couple of things to say about Wisconsin and the Luke Fickle hire to build on yesterday before we get to the Packers. 608-796-2558. Pete and Chipwa says I'm turning into Dave and Monona. That is not true. I, I won't say, okay, let me let me, let me me comment on that. That was not a racist joke. That was an Austin Powers reference that if someone didn't get the reference could be misconstrued as an anti-Dutch joke, which there's not exactly a lot of anti-Dutch jokes out there. Uh, so, no, I'm not turning into David Minota, Pete, but I appreciate it. Thank you. The number to call and text, 608-796-2558. Twitter, at Wisco Grant. I will start with a message, a PSA, a public service announcement for listeners of Wisconsin Sports Radio. Obviously, you are one if you're listening to this. I listened to so many different sports talkers yesterday all around the state, lots of different stations, lots of different hosts, I listened to more today, although I did start my day with a lot of over-the-line. Tuesday's big over-the-line guy on Tuesdays because I joined the show. And if Rowdy and Ebo are going to, you know, spray bullets my way before I go on air with them, I want to know. So I was listening before, and then when Ben Kenny came in at 9, I was like, well, let's see what Ben has to say. He did a Twitter space with Asher Lowe last night. Those two could have gone to midnight. I would have listened. I'm just taking in all the Badgers content. So I was listening to over-the-line this morning, but I I spun the dial. Not really because... You know, I streamed on my phone, but I, I spun the Odyssey app, listening to all these different stations and found links on Twitter. The college football talk in this state is poor, very poor. And I think the same thing about the Brewers and the Bucks. Honestly, I think any knob can talk about the Packers on a certain level. I get a little frustrated during Bucks playoffs because I think there's a lot of bad Bucks stakes and a lot of bad Bucks talkers. I think there's a lot of Brewers talkers that just have really bad opinions. I don't know if that makes it bad Brewers talk. It's just a lot of Brewers talk I disagree with. The college football talk in the state is very poor. I was listening to a show this morning. It's like, can Luke Fickle get the Badgers over the hump and into this four-team playoff? A couple knuckleheads going around and talking about that. It's like, that's what we're discussing today? That's what we're focusing on? What a lame waste of time. Forget the four-team playoff. Stop it. Move on from the four-team playoff. That's old news. Forget the Big Ten West, too. The show I was listening to, well, the West is going to be winnable for a long time. to cut. There's not going to be a West. Also, ULC, ULC, UCLA, USC is coming to town. College football is changing. The times they are are changing. And all of the takes and all the talk that I've heard about this Luke Fickle hire from the knobs who have microphones around the state, it's just crummy. It's bad, and I will go to bat any day of the week for Mr. Ben Kenny and Mr. Zach Heilpern. I honestly think they're the two best Badgers radio people in the state. I don't think it's close. We got Kenny and Heilpern coming up in a little less than two hours. I'm excited to listen. Zach has a new episode of The Camp out with Jesse Temple. I don't know if that came out yesterday or if it came out this morning. I listened to this morning, but Jesse put out a new piece at The Athletic, and they were talking about that. I read that yesterday. Excellent podcast. Good work, Zach. He's going to be on tomorrow at 4.30. Ben's been killing it. Listen to the people on this network because I honestly think Ben Kenny and Zach Heilpern are the two best Badgers talkers in this entire state. 
on anyone's radio on any station. Right? I just hear so many bad badger takes. Just block them out. Block out the bad badger takes. And I am by no means plugged into the Badgers program. I don't live in Madison. I don't follow every inch of this program. But I'd like to think that I have enough self-awareness to not just spew basic, crummy Badgers takes. I'll gladly step aside and say, I'm in over my head here. I'm out of my depth. I'm going to ask one of the outstanding Badgers insiders we have on our network and great Badgers talkers, right? And I'm glad we got Zach tomorrow. I'll probably get Ben at some point this week. I'm looking forward to that. A lot of bad Badgers talk. I will just talk Packers instead of talking Badgers if I don't have anything interesting to say. I do have a couple of things that I want to add to yesterday's conversation about the Luke Fickle hire, about Wisconsin, about Jim Leonard. I want to build on this for a couple more minutes. And we're going to hear a little bit from Luke Fickle coming up before we get into the Packers in case you didn't have a chance to watch any of that presser yesterday. Happened in the middle of the day, then we got home and went and had footballs on. So maybe you didn't have a chance. I picked out a couple of my favorite moments from the presser. I want to talk about that next. As I said yesterday, the way that my very very rudimentary college football perspective works. The Badgers need three things to line up for their best season to occur. We can argue about what their best possible season is. I would argue that their best possible season looks something like the Badgers look like from 2016 to 2018. Good NFL talent, great culture, everything going in the right direction, schedule lines up, matchups line up to maximize the finish in the standings, which maximizes the bowl. Now we can argue about college football playoff versus Rose Bowl versus all these things. But as I said yesterday, we need three things to line up for the maximum output of a Badgers football season. We need the culture. That needs to be in place. And for most of my life, it's been in place. We've been really spoiled from a culture, program, foundation perspective. So that, I think, is is step one. That's got to be laid. The foundation's got to be laid. Then you need the talent. And talent ebbs and flows, right? There's going to be ups and downs of recruiting talent, just like there's ups and downs of NFL teams with their draft picks. It's a little luck. It's a lot of luck, actually. You can have the the correct recruiting department in place. You can make the correct decisions on kids. You can get them on campus. Kid gets hurt. Kid gets homesick. Kid doesn't want to play college athletics. Kid wants to transfer closer to home. Kid stinks. Graham Mert stinks. Well, okay, that doesn't mean it was a bad decision to recruit him. Right, so talent is going to ebb and flow. But the best programs put the best recruiting departments in place and put as much resources in as possible to ensure that there's more ups than downs. So you need the culture. That's step one. You need the talent which ebbs and flows, but you need the talent to line up in peaks, ideally, with when the schedule times up. You need the timing. So for the Badgers program to be the best version of itself and to have as many great seasons as possible, the culture needs to be there. The foundation needs to be there. That's the bedrock season to season to season. That's the one thing you want to count on. And then if you want to, if you want to view this from a graph, let's picture a graph in your head, right? And as we move right along the x-axis, as we move horizontally to the right, as time passes, you're going to have something that looks like a sine wave, up and down, up and down, up and down with talent. You're going to have peaks and valleys of when your players are seniors, your best NFL talent sticks around an extra year, you get a transfer, you're going to have ups and downs. And the dream is that the ups in talent here and there can side with the ups in timing or an advantageous schedule where you don't have to go to Columbus and play Ohio State the same year you also go to Happy Valley and the same year you also have Michigan, right? Like you're going to have ups and downs in your schedule, ups and downs in your talent. And assuming the the foundation is there, assuming the culture is there, and Wisconsin has been really good at that, you just need to wait for those waves to cross, to intersect, right? And when they do, that's when you're looking at a magical season. That's what we're going for. 
And I think Luke Fickle is a culture guy. We talked about this yesterday. I was reading a couple Cincinnati people. That's what I kept reading. He's a guy that likes to come into a place and build something. He likes to establish his culture, establish his way of doing things, and build something from the ground up. And that might sound cliche, but not every coach is like that. There are coaches that are mercenaries. They move around. They come in. They make a lot of noise. They win a lot of games, but they don't build something sustainable. And that's not what they're about. When they wear out their welcome in one school, they move on to the next and they win. I think Urban Meyer was certainly like that. Look at Hugh Freeze at Auburn, right? These guys run hot and they maximize success in the short term, but they're not about slowly building something that can last. That's Luke Fickle. That's Wisconsin. I think that's a very good pairing, and I think the culture, that foundation, will be put into place very quickly, and I think it will be a constant all throughout his tenure. Then it's just about maximizing recruiting, which if you listen to the the episode of the camp that Zach and Jesse just did, or you read Jesse Temple's work at The Athletic, and you should. A lot of comments about Luke Fickle's recruiting from people that have coached with Luke Fickle, been around him. He can go into an area and establish a rapport, establish connections, and build something where something previously didn't exist. And that's obviously goal number one, as he said yesterday, 300-mile radius around campus. That's what he's going for. And then you wait for the schedule to time up. I think Luke Fickle, as head coach of Wisconsin, can really get all three of those ingredients cooking. Obviously, he's more responsible for culture and talent. And then you wait on the timing. But when the timing works out, when you get a good schedule, you can't lose to BYU. Right? You can't piss those years away. And next year is going to be one of those years. But thinking a lot about this Luke Fickle hire, obviously we all have. And what they passed up in Jim Leonard right? Some of the other coaches that have been hired in the cycle. I think to best understand our teams, whether it be the Packers, the Bucks, the Badgers, the Brewers, you need to understand the league in which they play, right? And this is why I watch so many random NBA games throughout the regular season. It's my favorite sport to watch, but also watching a Hawks game, watching a Kings game, watching a Timberwolves game is one small piece in the grand NBA puzzle. And if you can see the whole puzzle, you can really best understand the Bucks and where they fit in that puzzle and their role and where they stack up against some of these other teams. If you just watch your team, that's great, but you're missing the big picture. Now, I don't watch Pac-12 after dark every Saturday. I don't watch Maction. I don't watch Friday night games. I'm not locked in on every single college football game. So I'm not going to say that I understand the big picture as well as some, but even I can take a five minute look around the sport, understand that the Luke Fickle hire is pretty solid when you put it into perspective with everything else that's happening, right? If you take in the context of everything else going on in college football, West Virginia, Florida State, Baylor, Michigan State, all programs that have tried to hire this guy. Pretty good program. We were talking earlier this year. Would Dave Miranda leave Baylor for Wisconsin? No, probably not. I'd probably stay at Baylor. Luke Fickle could have gone to Baylor. They wanted him. Said, no, timing's not quite right. Not ready to jump. Wisconsin comes calling. Yeah, the timing is better this year than last, but that's a program that he was willing to jump for. West Virginia was not. Florida State, Baylor, Michigan State, they were not. It feels pretty good as Wisconsin to know that the supply and demand around the sport for this guy really speaks volumes about Wisconsin being able to get him. College football can probably teach us about supply and demand better than any other sport. Just look at NIL and the way recruiting works. We get a 16-year-old that's somehow worth millions of dollars. Why? Because all the schools want him. (laughs) He's worth a million dollars, let's say, in NIL money, just a random number to throw out there, for Alabama, because LSU, Michigan, Ohio State, USC also all want this kid. Yeah, a million dollars seems ridiculous, but that's the marketplace, right? College football is a marketplace, a sports marketplace. Auburn just hired a coach. 
Nebraska just hired Matt Rule. Auburn has played in two national championship games in the last decade. And yeah, they've fallen on some relatively harder times for Auburn recently, but that's a powerhouse program. They hired Hugh Freeze. And I best know Hugh Freeze for once upon a time using an escort service at Ole Miss and then claiming it was a misdialed number. Remember that? He's like, I I didn't mean to dial that phone number. (laughs) If you consider the context... All around college football, other programs, the demand for Luke Fickle and the way the sport works. This is an amazing hire. And I hope as time moves on, we can not get over the Jim Leonard factor, but consider that they hit a home run hire, a coup, if you will. I've seen that word used a lot by writers. I've seen that you that word used a lot by analysts. Not me. Don't take my word for it. Take take theirs. It's a coup for Wisconsin. I love this. Let's hear a little bit from Luke Fickle coming up next. I'd also love to take your calls and text 608-796-2558. Wisco Sports Show, back in three minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I hope you're having an awesome night. United States won today. That's exciting. We got more soccer this weekend. I'm not a diehard soccer fan, but I am a proud American. Screw the Dutch. Hate the Dutch. <laughs> they play. <laughs> I, it's just funny to make fun of the Dutch just because of Austin Powers. I don't know the first thing about the Netherlands, but I can tell you what. I'm sure not using my Dutch oven this week. That's for sure. I'm going to use my crock pot instead. Like George Washington would have wanted. Like Thomas Jefferson would have would have wanted this week. Oh, my God. We're talking Badgers. We're not talking soccer. Maybe later this week. Luke Fickle hire. A couple more minutes. We're going to hear from the guy. He spoke yesterday. And our guy, Zach Heilpern, was nice enough to send me a little audio to use on the show. I love it. Uh, we had a, we had a, a listener. Or I, I don't know if I can call him a listener. I know him from Twitter. And I don't know exactly how to say his name. It's the Badger diehard who has really good takes, uh, whose ADI is Ricky Weeks. It's his profile picture. And he tweeted at me, I believe this morning. It all starts running together. Yeah, it was this morning. And he said, yesterday I turned on 1670. So he's listening to The Zone in Madison. He says, to see if they had the fickle press conference on. And instead it was a caller describing to you the plot of Glengarry Glenn Ross and how Alec Baldwin's character uh, was Luke Fickle. Sports radio remains undefeated. And I, I read that and I thought, yes, that's great. But then I also kind of thought, man, am I underserving the sports community by not playing parts of the press conference? Look, if you wanted to watch the press, it was available. You probably watched it. I have a couple highlights. I thought maybe we'd listen to him today. But, you know, if the conversation is good, you know, I don't need to play audio. We're going to hear plenty of audio. Mike Clements is going to join us in an hour. Uh, but we can hear a little bit from Luke Fickle, Chris McIntosh. I have the audio. I am prepared. I'm a real sports radio host. Cornucopia Roller has called in. 608-796-2558. What's up, Corn? Hey, Grant. Go Badgers. Loving the Badger talk. Yeah. More that, that Ben Kenny is the champion of Wisconsin talk. His face last night, play that as you lay me into the ground. I, I, I wish it was still going. I wish I could go home and listen to another Twitter space right now instead of hosting the show. And Kenny and Halpern, by the way, more Ben Kenny coming up in an hour and a half. I love when he does Twitter spaces. I was bummed he didn't do it on Sunday when the news came out, but, you know, he's traveling back from seeing his family. I get it. He's only one man. I mean, he can only do so much for us, Corn. 
Absolutely. Is he going to be talking about the the Badger Wake Forest game tonight? Probably biggest game of the season almost. I, I did not ACC know that they challenge. Played. I didn't know they played tonight. That's that's on me. You didn't know that tonight's the Big Ten ACC challenge. Mm, How dare you? No, I didn't. Remember when this? I, okay, I think I saw a tweet about this. I don't remember who it was. This tournament, I remember, used to like. I used to get really into it. Like I, I used to watch a lot more college basketball. Maybe when I was younger, I, I watched the the college players, and they seemed and felt so much older. So maybe that I, I don't know. Or maybe as I get older, I just I haven't been as interested in college basketball. I remember watching the Big Ten ACC, getting into it, and like getting upset when the ACC would get a win over the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the same for me too. Now I'm just totally buckled in on the Badgers. Um, Love it. You know, I, I am a booster for the for the team and university, so. <laughs> You know, are, are you really? I bet they send you the emails. You're an alum. Yeah, of course. Good for you. And, you know, I was talking to Chris personally. I call him Chris. Some people call him Chris McIntosh. But, <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. Chris, me and Chris were catching up, and I'm like, Fickle's the guy, Chris. We can't have a safe hire with Jim Leonard. Fickle <laughs> is our guy. And, you know, 20 minutes later, he made the call. Dude, every Tom, Dick, and Harry that's ever worn a Wisconsin Badger football jersey was tweeting about it. They they are still, for better or worse, very much the alumni and the former players feel like a part of things still, which I guess is cool, but everyone is so pissed that Jim Leonard has passed over. I'm like, you guys, like Owen Daniels. It's like, Owen Daniels, I, I, don't, I don't care what you have to say about this. Sorry, I know you're an alum. I know you played here, but it's like, this is a really good hire. Can everyone calm down? I don't know. I mean, I think we need to take into light what Troy Fumagalle, <laughs> tight end five on the Denver Broncos, is saying. Yeah, well, man, let's call Russell Wilson. Let's get I, – I'm also the point now. I feel bad for Russell Wilson. I'm not going to lie. I feel bad for him. It's gone that sideways. Well, I saw that Hackett is potentially getting fired. I saw it on Twitter. Not sure if it was a real account or not, but it, it, it sounds like Hackett's not going to make it through the season. What a catastrophe. I don't – is Hackett, I mean, he must think. I really liked him. I thought that was going to work. Fun new offense, you, you know, different ideas, challenging Russell Wilson. I Man, maybe Hackett stinks. Maybe he really was. You know, Cowherd always just refers to him as Roger's drinking buddy. And I always thought that was kind of disrespectful, but I don't know. Maybe it was a little true. I don't know. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I mean, I think it goes back to Denver hired him solely to get, to get Rodgers to go off to Denver. That's just not good process. I'm glad we didn't hire a coach just to keep Braylon Allen in town. Glad we didn't. Chris, uh, Mr. McIntosh, I'm not an alum, so I will address him by his uh, his more formal name. But I'm glad Mr. McIntosh didn't make the same mistake. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. But um, you feeling good about a win against Wake Forest tonight? I know you're not really talking Badger basketball, but, you um, know. Is Wake Forest any good? What, what do you know? I, I know one thing. They're five and one. Yeah, they're in the ACC. I mean, that's that's no easy conference to play in. You know what I mean? Like that's they don't give away wins in the ACC. Corn. That's that's the truth. Do you, Do you think Wake Forest players are mad that they didn't hire Tim Duncan as their head coach? <laughs> uh, Chris Paul, maybe. Probably. I'm going to wrap this up and play a cut of Luke Fickle. Thank you, Corn, for the call. Yeah. Thanks, Grant. Uh, I'm going to say that was Corn's best call ever. That was that was excellent work, cornucopia roller on Twitter. Oh God, uh, we have we have Simpson on the horn, one of our resident Boston listeners, Brian Simpson, ninety five seven The Rock. What do you want? We're talking college sports. You, you don't care about that. 
Oh, I love talking about college sports, especially when it concerns the Badgers playing Wake Forest tonight when I know more than you do. Are you a Wake Forest guy? No, I'm not a Wake Forest guy. I'm not a Badger guy. I'm just a college basketball guy, and oh. the Badgers are going to lose. Oh, okay. Well, tell us what we need to know about Wake Forest. Give me the lowdown then. Well, Wake Forest has the same record as the Badgers, but they're in a much tougher conference, so they're obviously going to beat the Badgers tonight. Badgers got a little bit lucky there in the battle for Atlantis, but oh. uh, I think tonight I think tonight they come back down to earth and we realize uh, that the Badgers are not going to compete for much of anything this year. I'd say they got unlucky against Kansas. What are you talking about? They should have won that game. And, you know, they took a rated team or a ranked team, excuse me, uh, all the way to overtime, you know, sort of like the Packers against the Patriots, you know, back in the day with Bailey Zappi. I'm sure you remember that game. I do. Uh, you know, I think that was the last game the Packers won. Oh, wait, they won one more since was, then yeah. in the last, like, 12 weeks. I'm sure I'm sure that doesn't, you know, that doesn't bother you uh, being a Packer fan. I'm an owner. I see things much more clearly. Oh uh, my God, you you owner people. You just, <laughs> well, yeah. When do you when do you get to when do you get the draft players as an owner? When did that happen? Well, actually, it's funny that you ask, Simpson. I will be giving uh, my my five step plan to solve the Green Bay Packers coming up in just a couple minutes. I thought the whole plan up in the shower last night. Do you? I bet you get good right. ideas for content in the shower, don't you? Oh, uh, no, because usually I don't open my eyes and I don't turn the lights on when I'm in the shower. But, uh, you know, that that's it regardless. Does your uh, five-point Packer plan involve getting rid of that bum Aaron Rodgers? Uh, it does, but not for personal reasons, although you are up to date on all the latest stories because you work in radio and you need to know. Did you see the Aaron Rodgers 9-11 thing today? Uh, I didn't see the 9-11 thing today. I know he was on the McAfee show, which he usually is on Tuesdays, but... Um, what is he? Uh, is he a truther? Is he? Uh, I got to see Obama's birth certificate guy. Well, what, what's his nine eleven take? I don't know about his Obama stance, but so Deshaun Kaiser, who was drafted by the Browns, played at Notre Dame, played back yeah, up for the yeah, Packers. Yeah. You know who it is. So I guess oh, yeah, yeah. Kaiser was on a podcast, and he described his first ever interaction in a meeting with Rogers. He came into the meeting, and the first thing Rogers said to him was, "Do you believe in nine eleven? And Kaiser was oh, like, uh, and, "And I guess as he like continued." It was like to be an icebreaker. And Kaiser was like, yeah. And then as the weeks went on, you know, I, you know, we read all this stuff and we had great conversations. And I'm like, this is so bizarre. So I guess it comes from a good place. He, He meant it as an icebreaker, but what an insane icebreaker. Well, Aaron Rodgers might be the Kyrie Irving of the NFL with the way that he oh, yeah. goes about his business in the locker room trying to talk to guys about ayahuasca. I'm sure you talked about this two weeks ago when the news came out that it it uh, apparently uh, gives you long-term mental health issues when you take ayahuasca. And this guy's out there thinking he's smarter than everybody else. He's dating all these weird witches and girls who eat clay and all this other stuff. And, and he can't even throw a pass to save his life. He's a bum. Get rid of him. Get what you can while you can. It's like ridiculous. I mean, he's going to have no trade value if you don't trade him right now. I think they got to trade him this offseason. That's part of my five-step plan. It's going to cost him $40 million on the cap next year, but I don't see another way around it. All right, Grant Bills. I'll be listening for the rest of your uh, ten-point plan or whatever you want to call it. That's coming up here in the next couple of minutes. All it's, right, buddy. Yeah, thank you for that, Simpson. That's Brian Simpson, ninety-five-seven, The Rock, uh, here in Lacrosse. It is a build back better of sorts. If you, <laughs> I hope Ebo's not listening because he'll he'll actually get pissed. I'll build back better. You know what? I, I'm going to start throwing some barbs Ebo's way from four to six because he he throws plenty from six to ten. I'm sick of being the passive one in this little morning-evening rivalry we have. I'm, I'm going to start firing back. So anyone who's listening, anybody, any over-the-line contributors, you, you go ahead and run that up the flagpole. My my Packers plan to build back better. We'll do more Badgers at 5 o'clock. Those were two outstanding calls.
We're, we're great today. Yesterday, it was mostly just Dave and Monona talking about minority communities and then Pete Monona calling in and blasting Dave for five minutes. This is much better. Much better. And nothing against either Monona resident, but this, those were two outstanding calls. Let's take a break. Come back. I thought of this whole plan in the shower. I don't even want to know Simpsons. He showers in the dark. That can be another thing for another time. Maybe there's some, maybe I'll Google it. Maybe there's some reasons he does that. I don't know. I have a, a, a plan, a detailed plan on how to fix the Packers. I would follow this plan to a T. And I, I'm an owner, so maybe I should go to the owner's meeting next year. But this is a, this is a plan that starts tomorrow, today, today, starts yesterday. All right, a comprehensive plan to get the ship turned around. I will share it with you coming up next. It's the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. It's just open season on the Dutch tonight. Tim and Nominee. Why am I coughing? Have I aged like 10 years? Why am I? Every time I laugh, I'm coughing. Tim and Menominee says the Dutch. What are they good for besides crappy cigars and Limburger cheese? Hey, if you're spending more than a dollar on a cigar, you're spending too much. I will cape for the black and mild. Or or the Dutch, Dutch cigar, like Dutchies, those are only a buck or two, too. Like if you're paying more than a dollar or two for a cigar... Sorry, the bigger they are, maybe we need to have Bill Michaels on to discuss this because he's a big cigar guy. Just the bigger they are, the stinkier they are. I like it lean and lean and, and smooth and thin. Dollar, your local quick trip. Another thing we could talk to Bill about. Mike in Chippewa Falls says, I've been a Packers fan since the 60s. I didn't get to watch them until 1968 when we got cable and color TV. I lived through decades of despair and I have the sickening sense of deja vu. Well, Mike, you don't have to. Let me be the first to tell you that you don't need to think for a moment about the 70s of the 80s because it's 2022 and the Packers aren't going to go to the dark ages for 20 years. They don't have to go for the dark ages for more than a year or two if they follow this plan that I have devised. And I have devised a hell of a plan. I did it in the shower last night. I was uh, I was showering before bed and I just I, the wheels started turning. I said, man, if I were to try to fix the Packers, what would I do? Well, I've done it. I've created the perfect plan. Couple of steps. I'm looking at my notes here. Uh, four steps or thereabouts. Easy. Back to contention. Positioned to contend once again. All right. Now, step one. This is easy. We can do this right now. We got to figure out what's up with Rogers' injury. Okay, that's step one. We got to get this figured out. He's healthy enough to play in Chicago. He plays in Chicago. I am not one of those Packers fans or one of those people that says, you got to shut him down. You don't have to. There's five games left. we got a lot of game. Right? If Rodgers wants to play in Chicago and he's healthy enough to play in Chicago, let him play in Chicago. Okay. Past Chicago, well, then, you know, we have a longer conversation. This is Rodgers talking about his plan for the rest of the season on the McAfee Show. Listen, we are 8-4, 4-8, 12-0, 0-12. I'd be wanting to suit up this week. Oh, yeah. And not I- just because it's Chicago, because that's what you do. You know, when you're when you're a player, you go out there, and if you can play, you play. You don't need some doctor to give you an excuse. Oh, man, I don't know, maybe one more week. You know, not quite 100%. You can go out there and compete, and you have competitive greatness in your body, in your heart, in your mind. You go out and play. There's fear around what does it mean if I'm not 100% and I don't play my absolute best going out there? Does that mean... Can I live with that reality? And I think many people can't. 
Uh, for me, I can because I know what competitive greatness is. It's going out there and trying to do your best all the time. So I, I understand where he's coming from. I think mean, it's a great attitude. It doesn't really fit what's going on with the Packers this year and their future past these next five games. Rodgers may not volunteer to sit down like a lot of people seemingly think that he will. In that case, the Packers might have to have a conversation with him. This is from Nick Wright's show yesterday. I actually thought this was a really interesting take. Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutenkunt should be able to take him aside and say, all right, you want to fight through the injuries. We appreciate that about you. That's part of what makes you great. Set that aside. I want you not to think about your injuries. I want you to think about 13 years ago when you were in Jordan's Thank position. Thank you. When you were on the bench and you had been waiting and waiting and waiting. And finally, by the way, did get to play in a game because Brett missed a game, which obviously he never did. Or you know, Brett got taken out of a game. Yep. Pardon me, didn't miss. And then even though the season was lost and we were no good, Brett forces his way back in. How did you feel? What was that like for you? Do you want to be that same guy? Or do you want to do something selfless? When one of the knocks on Aaron has been, a little bit of a me guy, this is what is best not only for the future of our team, but also for this young man who has been working under you for a few years. And so to me, I wouldn't let him make the decision. I would, I hate to always use this quote, but I dom draper the situation. Aaron, that's what the money's for. Oh, and the money's coming no matter what. We make the thing. call on who's playing. We're putting you on IR. But I would try to get Aaron on board with it, Greg. And I'd try to let Jordan Love play the next six weeks and see what it looks like. That's my, he can't steal the dom draper thing. That's my, I get to use the dom draper quote. It's an interesting take. Never thought about it that way. The Packers might have to have a conversation with him. Okay. So that's the rest of the season. You got to play Jordan Love at least two games. Ideally more, but Rodgers is on this tear. Well, we're not mathematically eliminated. You've been eliminated since Detroit, but okay, whatever. Figure out Rodgers' injury. Figure out a way to get Jordan Love some playing time. Step two, once the offseason begins, cut and gut this entire defense. Not a single coach stays on staff. Not a single one. Wipe them out. Every single one. In hindsight... <laughs> Turns out, getting rid of Mike Patton and keeping all of his assistants didn't make much sense, did it? Terrible defense. Oh, let's just replace the one guy. No, no, no. All of them. Get rid of every assistant coach. Oh, but we love Jerry Gray or the secondary coach. Well, his secondary sucks, so have a nice life. You're not coaching on defense in Green Bay anymore. Everyone, out. Next, Matt LaFleur must hire, uh, uh, you know, preferably younger energetic defensive coordinator that will get guys fired up, guys amped up to play, hit hard, play hard, put a boot up someone's ass. That's what we're looking for. Preferably also a defensive coordinator that can spell his own name without someone helping him. That would be a nice box to check as well. Also, every player on this defense is for sale. If I can get a second round pick for Jair, I'm taking it. That's done. Kenny Clark, if I can get a second and a sixth, done. Take him. This defense is rotten to the core, and you build it back up from rock bottom. And you might be thinking, well, Grant, I don't want to tear the defense down all the way. Why not? They can't get much worse. They just gave up 360 yards on the ground. <laughs> what, do you mean? what do you mean we can't tear it down? We might as well. They stink on ice already. And there's all these high-priced players. No, no, no. Sell everyone off that you can. Clean it out. Gut it out. I want as many second and third round and fourth round picks as possible because we're going to have an entire defense to rebuild. That's step two. Clear it out. Everyone. Now, step three. Matt LaFleur. As soon as this season ends, Matt LaFleur needs to disappear 
into a small town in the Northwoods somewhere. We were debating on Twitter today at Wisco Grant where the Northwoods start. Now, you can believe they start wherever. The correct answer is it starts at Highway 8. People who think it's 10, you're, nut- you're nuts. It starts at Highway 8. Again, I don't care what your opinion is. I'm right. Matt LaFleur needs to move somewhere up there and spend his summer there. The rest of his winter and his summer, I'm thinking somewhere along the beautiful Highway 53. Maybe Barnes, Gordon, Solon Springs, Minong. He can, you know, exist on beef jerky. It'll be fun. I need Matt LaFleur to toughen up, okay? I need you to go up north, get rough around the edges. I need you to spend lots of time in snowmobile bars. You will know one when you see one, Matt. Good luck. Have a nice summer up north. Have a good time. I also need you to learn, Matt LaFleur, better decision-making. Your decision-making needs to be unimpeachable in every single way. I need you to become John Harbaugh. Timeouts, clock management, field goals, fourth downs, punts, every tiny little edge imaginable we can get, we gotta have. We gotta win on the margins, Matt. You're gonna get that done for us. So go up north, take your kids or don't. I don't care. Maybe it'd be better if you leave your kids at home in Green Bay with your lovely wife. You can visit here and there. It's beautiful up there in the summer. The rest of the winter is gonna be a real bitch, but the summer will be nice. Go up there, find a nice town along Highway 53 where you can spend lots of time in snowmobile bars and toughen up because you always look like you wanna cry, okay? And we gotta fix that, buddy. Step four. And this is contingent on step one and Jordan Love being at least a passable, decent quarterback. They got to trade Aaron Rodgers. It's got to be It's got to be done. It's got to be done. Well, no one's going to trade for Rodgers. Oh, yes, someone will. Oh, yeah. Carson Wentz has been traded twice in the last two years. A team just traded for Matt Ryan. Someone will trade for Aaron Rodgers. And the Packers will need to eat $40 million of dead cap. Sorry, Brian Gutekinds, you're not going to have any cap space. It's it's you who thought he needed to be signed to a fifty million dollar extension. Well, I know it's team friendly. It's team friendly. Yeah, yeah, team friendly. Yeah, thanks, Rogers, for that. Yeah, a categorically false. It's fifty million dollars. I remember it well. Sorry, forty nine point nine million. Team friendly money. Whatever. Trade him. Eat forty million in dead cap. Oh well, sunk cost. Extension was a bad idea. Let's move on. Because if he's traded the year after or retires the year after, then it's sixty eight million dollars in dead cap. So it's not getting better. So let's just rip the bandaid off now and get past it. Okay, next season, we will have no money, and that will stink, okay? But that's okay, because we're not contending. We are reloading. We're going to have lots of extra picks. I want corners. I want defensive linemen. I want offensive linemen. I want guys on defense who will look to take other players' heads off. I don't want any Jair Alexanders. I don't want any, I don't want any softies. Everyone on this defense is so damn soft. Brian Gutekinds is not allowed to draft anyone from Northwestern, especially on the defensive line. I want guys... Maybe draft some guys with questionable background, character issues. I, let's mix it up a little bit. We've been drafting choir boys for years now. Let's mix it up. I don't know. I want killers on the deep, not literally, but figuratively in a football sense. I want killers. We're going to build this defense from the ground up with a new culture, with a new attitude. Matt LaFleur is going to come back. Not effing around anymore, okay? I want you to let your eyebrows grow out. I need you to look a little rougher. I want you to have a no BS attitude. I want the media to not like you because you're mean to them. Matt LaFleur, you need to toughen up, okay? Also, we need to take another wide receiver in the first round. Then we will have Jordan Love, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and wide receiver X. Now we got a nice core on offense. Now we're cooking with gas, okay? And we allow this defense to grow and learn with whatever new defensive coordinator. Again, preferably a literate one this time. Let's do that. And we're cooking with gas starting next year. That's how we fix the Green Bay Packers. That's what we do, okay? That's the order of operations. I don't know. There's a little humor in there, but Matt LaFleur, seriously, find a way to toughen up because you can't look like 
your car is getting towed for the entire game. That's what it looks like. You pan to the sideline, and it looks like Matt LaFleur's car is getting towed. It looks like he's about to cry. And look, I got nothing against uh, masculine emotion. Nothing against it. But we're trying to lead a football team here, and your football team is known for being soft. I need a little bit of an edge. So let's get an edge. Move up to Highway 53 for the summer. Become a walleye fisherman. Maybe smoke some cigarettes. I don't know. Find a way to get tougher, but make it happen, Matt LaFleur. Gut the defense down to the very... Just pick it like a carcass. I want it picked clean. Trade everyone. Fire everyone on the defensive staff because this defense stinks at every single level and trade everyone that you can, except for maybe Rashawn Gary. And keep him. He's a good pass rusher. That's my plan to fix the Packers. You're going to have to trade right. You have to trade Rodgers because if you don't do it this year, we're going to be in the same spot next year. The team's going to be even worse next year, even worse financially, and we're going to end up doing this anyways down the line. But then Jordan Love's probably out of the equation. We've got to draft a new quarterback. It's just going to be a whole thing. That is how you fix the Green Bay Packers. Thank you. Tonight in the shower, I will divide <laughs> something else. Tonight in the in the shower, I will fix the Milwaukee Brewers. I look forward to it. Uh, that'll be a very short shower. It will just be spend money. That's it. 608-796-2558. Twitter at Wisco Grant. Let's talk more about this coming up next. It's the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Mike Clemens in about a half hour. Maybe we'll talk some Badgers before then. Maybe we'll stick with the Packers. Who knows? Let's see what Mike's wanting to talk about. Mike is in Eau Claire, 608-796-2558. What's up, Mike? Hey, Grant. How's your day going, buddy? Oh, it's good. It's a little dreary outside, uh, which means I guess yeah. I got no choice after work. I just watch college basketball. Yeah, well, what else is a man to do? We live in Wisconsin. We can't complain about it. Yeah, I, I agree. I kind of got this weird thing. I want to talk a little bit about Jimmy Leonard. You know, I, I'm from New Auburn, Wisconsin, which is Love a it. metropolis up north here. <laughs> and it's not too far from Flambeau. And, you know, we saw Jimmy play high school basketball, so I followed him. My whole life, you know, and he's always, he's, he reminds me a little bit of Aaron Rodgers with that chip on his shoulders. You know, if you tell Aaron Rodgers he's going to get down, he's going to come up with a couple MVP years. And the same way with Jimmy, I think when you, you know, he walked out at Wisconsin, he set the punt return records, he did amazing stuff. He walked on with Buffalo at first, and he ended up with Baltimore. And he started, he contributed in a Super Bowl. Yeah. This man's achieved every goal he's ever set out. And I really think he's going to be a great head coach. I'm a little sad it won't be at Wisconsin. And Luke Fickle is a really good hire. I mean, it's really good. I mean, I'm impressed that he went there. But but I think Jimmy Leonard is going to take this and, and like Aaron Rodgers would, and say, hey, you don't think I can do this? Watch. And he's going to go someplace, and he's going to be a big name in college football for a long time unless he goes to the pros. Do you think I'm way off on that? I don't think you're way off. I think he's going to be a very good coach at some point. Not because I know him, but that's what everyone says. Everyone who's around him says that. I just, I wonder how it will happen. I would be, I would not be surprised at all, Mike, if he just came back and was defensive coordinator for Luke Fickle and waited for the correct job. I, I think he wants to be a head coach somewhere, and I and I think he's willing to leave Wisconsin. I just... I think, like Luke Fickle, he's waiting for the absolute perfect opportunity. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe he just wants to live in Madison. Like, maybe he just loves Wisconsin. I, this isn't a rat race yeah. for everybody. Not everybody's looking to climb the corporate ladder of their, of their industry. I agree that, yes, he could be a great coach, and I think he will. 
I'm maybe unsure on how it happens. I don't know if he goes scorched earth against Chris McIntosh in Wisconsin on his way out the door. I, I don't see that. You know, the thing is, is that when he turned down the Packers defensive coordinator position, I really thought he was looking for, you know, uh, the head coach at Wisconsin. I really thought that was the next step for him. And now that it, it's not, I don't, I hope, I love to stay as a defensive coordinator because I think he's really good. Yeah. But I think he's going to go on to bigger and better things. And, you know, I, I want to just hit the Aaron Rodgers bandwagon one more time on this. Now I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, we got about and 60 seconds. That, okay, I'm just going to say about this Aaron Rodgers thing, I really feel he's going to, again, get that chip on his shoulder because they're all they're all replacing him. They already got George Love winning the Super Bowl at Green Bay. And I want to see what he does next year. I'm really interested. I'll let you talk. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. You're good, Mike. I just didn't want to have to cut you off at some point. I appreciate the call. Have a great night. Okay. All right, you too. Bye. Yeah, that's our guy, Mike and O'Claire. When I when I say sixty seconds, it's not that I, I need you to wrap up. I just I don't want to have to jump in and cut you off because I feel like such a jerk. We're Midwesterners. I don't like cutting people off. Nobody likes cutting people off around here. The Aaron Rodgers thing, I it just stinks because if Rodgers was perfectly healthy right now, the season might look different. Might. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe not. But the roster is going to get worse next year. Right? They got a lot of just unsustainable money. They're going to have to cut guys. They're going to have to make tough decisions. The roster is not going to get better next year. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to get better next year. Maybe he comes back and plays decent, but I don't think that's going to be good enough. So if I'm the Packers, I'm looking at Rodgers like, dude, we love having you here, but do you really want to play out your career in this roster that's kind of stuck? I, I don't know. Let's talk about that. What comes next for the Packers? And my five-point plan that I really believe in. The <laughs> Wisco Sports Show, back after the sports update. and one goal is to play for a championship. That is open-ended, but it gives you a lot of flexibility to do. You have an opportunity in this league. If you're playing for a championship, amazing things can happen. You just got to stay focused and know that's what it's come down to. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. We're talking about fixing the Packers and what they got to do over the offseason. I just feel like we've had the same conversation for the last three years. This is what it was like at the end with Bart. We're doing it all again. And they'll probably bring Rodgers back. And we're going to have the same conversation a year from now. I'll put it in my calendar. See if it plays out. I, I was actually uh, editing my calendar today because I had to go to the first weekend in January and free up my day because that Saturday and Sunday I had blocked off for a depressing playoff loss. But now that weekend's free, so uh, I'll go back in my calendar here in a little bit and I'll mark this date down next year and see if we're having the same <laughs> see if we're having the same discussion. We're trying to fix the Packers. We're trying to figure out how they can swiftly and decisively take steps to start the team on the path to the next iteration of a contender, right? Not trying to cling to what's been going on for the last 10 years, but to actually look to turn the page and say, okay, this part of the team is dead. This defense is rotten to the core with bad fundamentals, with bad scheme, with bad technique. I could, I'll take a new starting 11 next year. I, I'm I'm dead serious. If I can trade and get a fair compensation for all these guys, I'd do it. 
I'm firing every defensive assistant. I'm obviously firing Joe Barry, preferably for a defensive coordinator that can do simple addition and subtraction. Uh, literacy would be a nice start. I'm really mean to Joe Barry, but man, my God. My God. New defensive staff, new players, new everything. And I think you got to trade Aaron Rodgers. And David has called in 608-796-2558. And I just assume that you're going to defend Aaron Rodgers in some way, David. But it's not like I've been coming at the guy, have I? What, what have I said? No, I'm not really going to defend him. Although, okay, I, I mean, I just want to say something. We're, yes, we're a sports talk show world. Mm-hmm. But can we start with a couple of premises, please? Like, let's start with this. There are 32 teams in the NFL. And if you start from the premise that the only measure of success for the Packers is winning the Super Bowl, you're really setting that bar so high. Can you please tell me three franchises? Because, of course, we can talk about New England. But other than New England, can you tell me two more franchises that you'd rather have been the fan of over the last 25 years? Hmm. We have had enormous success, and presumably all 32 teams aspire to the same thing that you aspire to, which is bring us a championship. Yes. I I think, you know, it's like, whoa, Nelly here. We've got to fix this thing, and the definition of fixing it is winning a Super Bowl within the next three years. So, so I agree. I agree with everything you just said, David. But, wait, 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 hold on, hold okay. on a second. Oh, okay, okay. Would I would I trade Favre? You bet. If if we could, and do I want to lose the rest of the games this year so that we get a high draft pick? Yeah, I would love to have Jordan Love come in, play great. But that pathetic defense, and pathetic is being too kind. I agree. Can still lose the game 36 to 30, whatever it is. So that's the best of both worlds. As far as trading Rodgers, I don't know how possible it is, but there is such an obvious place for him to be traded to, and that's the 49ers. Oh, no. Oh, David. No, 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 no. Why would we? Why would they do that? Why would we do that? No. Two years ago, they tampered with us mm-hmm. to try to get him. He's from San Francisco. It's the only thing that they're missing. I think that and would go. Give us I think that would go. I think that would go horribly. I think the Jets are the team they should trade him to. Trade him to the Jets. Yeah. Do do far two point oh. They fine with me. Yeah, they got a great. They got a great team. Look, David, you know, I I don't disagree with you eat about the twenty five million. Eat twenty five million. Well, yeah, and save twenty five million. And trade them somewhere, and as many picks as you can get, great. But you're right. Look, in many ways, you're right, you're right, you're right. And you. But I also think there has to be some perspective. Other than New England, I can't imagine a team. Take any team you want. Right now it's the Eagles. But they've had horrible down years. Mm -hmm. Yes, they won a Super Bowl a while ago. And now they've rebuilt. They got really lucky with Hurts. I think they made some smart front office moves. Apparently they they chose really good players. They made some good trades. 
all of that's terrific. But if you're talking about being a fan over a period of a decade or two, count your lucky stars. Because you can't tell me three teams that you would rather have been a fan of over the last 20 years. Well, David, I agree. I agree with that. And I appreciate the call. It's not really what we're discussing. It's an extension of what we're discussing. And by the way, I, I'm with you. Like stock prices as a, as a shareholder here, stock prices are, are great. I mean, we've enjoyed a lot of success. My franchise in which I own and, and steward partially in concert with many other owners has, has had a great run. Yes, absolutely. I think they got really unlucky at times. I think they made a couple of missteps that cost them, you know, potentially a couple other titles. But David, 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 what, you're talking about only measuring success by Super Bowls. Am I the only one in the state that still believes it's called Title Town, or is that just the name of the hipster brewery that now operates next to Lambo? I'm about the football, okay? You can take your sledding hill, you can take your brewery, you know, your nice loft, uh, elevated apartment living or whatever they got going on over there. It's about Super Bowls, it's about titles, all right? Am I the only one that still subscribes to that that way of life, that way of doing business? And David, I'm absolutely with you about the success of the last 20 or 30 years. But I think franchises really make mistakes when they cling to the past and say, well, we've been doing it this way. Well, yeah, but times they are changing. Uh, a wise singer songwriter. I think that was Jimmy Buffett once wrote that. It was Bob Dylan. No, we, you can't cling. This is going to be painful at some point. It's going to be expensive at some point. I think it will be less painful and less expensive for all involved to do it this offseason. Plus, you have the next five games to really get a good look at Jordan Love. Maybe four games, maybe three games. Rodgers probably is going to play a couple more of these games, and I'm not so naive to believe that that's not the way that it is. A lot of people say, Rodgers should sit down now, not play another game. No, he's going to play some more games. He's your starting quarterback. But at some point, you're going to see Jordan Love. You have this great opportunity to see what he is, make a decision on his fifth-year option, and build your team accordingly, right? Now, the Aaron Rodgers thing... It's all jacked up either way. You're paying a bunch of money next year or the year after if you get rid of them. That's not a great situation. The defense, gut it. Everyone. I would trade anyone I possibly can for good haul. I'd fire every coach, every assistant coach, every position coach, everyone. This defense, the culture around this defense, the way they've been coached, the way they've been taught, the way they're mentally wired, sucks. All of it. And the idea, well, we'll just add one more first-round pick. Okay, we've been saying that since, let me check my calendar. Oh, 2013. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say that. Mike Neal, he was supposed to be the guy to turn it around. I, I personally thought Dayton Jones was going to be the difference. Fast forward 10 years. Oh, Quay Walker, now the defense will be good. <sighs> Such suckers thinking this defense is going to be good. David Minona is here. Dave, you're on a short leash today, buddy. You angered a lot of people yesterday. Let's keep it high and tight, please. Well, who cares? I mean, you know, people, well, who, people who, uh, I mean, why, why do you get a bit of the callers? You know, I only told the truth. I don't care what Pete Minona, Diana Ross, if they get all bent out of shape, ask those people because first of all, they're cowards. What did I say that wasn't true? Because you don't want to get mad because they're all soft and they've been programmed to think everything is good. No, I only told the truth. They, and they, and Grant, they all know what I said is true, but you know, I'll, I, I won't go into that today. But um, I appreciate that. No, but I am King Kong, though. I mean, King Kong did kick Godzilla's ass and. You know, people who know it otherwise known as Diana Ross is soft too, but I know. I mean, and if I don't piss people off, guess what? They're all soft and, you know, bring your kids up to show respect and toughen them up. Like you today. Hey, it's about time, man, you toughen up. What? Because what I, I agree with everything you said. 
except one, you forgot one thing. What's that? Number six, you can't have Goody doing the pick. The, the in the yeah, that, that's that's another thing, though. I, I considered that if we're going to rebuild the defense and we're going to stock up on all these draft picks, well, wait a minute. Yeah. Was, but, but I I don't think it was the players. Okay, Dave, you tell me this: the Packers draft all these defensive players, and as rookies, they look great. They're hard hitting, tackling, and then the longer they're in Green Bay, they get softer. They don't tackle as well. They and don't you know why? Well. Because they're all. Sparky Anderson once said, "I'm going to educate all these, all your listeners. Listen up, listeners." Sparky Anderson once said, give me 25 men on their final year of the contracts, and I'll give you a world championship every single year. Oh, it's a money thing. Same thing in the NFL. People toughen up for their first years because they're trying to impress, and then towards their, se- their second or third year, they want the extension. Think about all the players who got extensions. They're all soft now. Now, give a scheme help? Yeah. But now, hey, but the other reason I was calling today was – I got to tell you, man, if people are listening to um, McIntosh, I know the media will not ask this question to him. Uh, uh, Leonard got a raw deal. Jimmy Leonard, got he got royally screwed over by Chris McIntosh. He played him like a fool. When, when they asked him, when did you make a decision about hiring Luke? He said, I talked with Leonard for a couple hours on Monday and then made my decision. No, you just made Jim Leonard look stupid because he because – they had his wife come to town and scope out Madison. He knew this was going to happen weeks ago. When you have Luke's wife coming to scope out Madison, what? She doesn't come to Madison thinking, you know, I'm here to shop. She's here to move her family. And the whole time, you know, McIntosh was just playing with Jimmy Leonard. I, don't, I, mean, I kind I, of feel I, bad I, for the guy. I don't, I don't think he was – you make him sound like he's got some some devious, like, motive here. He – he was, as a good athletic director should, keeping as many options open as possible, right? Okay, if Fickle he knew doesn't he was going to do weeks ago. No, 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 no. He knew. I, no, I don't think he did, Dave. I think that he was unsure. He thought, well, maybe we can get Luke Fickle, and if we can, we got him. We're going to get him. But if not, man, okay. I also really like Jim Leonard. That's how college sports yeah, works. Okay. That's not McIntyre's fault. Come, my comeback is then, he said, quote, I hired Luke after speaking with Jimmy Leonard for two hours on Monday. What? You made your mind up that quick after talking to Jimmy Leonard for a couple hours on Monday? He gave, he just gave Leonard the benefit of the doubt. He knew that offer was already extended already. Because he said he made his mind up after speaking with Jimmy that day. He played Jimmy Leonard for a fool. He knew. Otherwise, he wouldn't make that comment. No. But, th- yeah, I'm a... I'm a big Luke fan. I hope he comes in here. Yeah, I was going to say, wait, wait, a, wait a minute. But the hire's good. Can we all agree yeah. on that? It's a great hire. Yeah. Well, like I said, like I said, I won't get into yesterday, but let's see how he recruits for different academic standards. That does make a big difference. He'll bring in some good players, but the academics here are way higher than they were at Cincinnati. Let's see them, you know, the type of individuals that come to the University of Wisconsin. And I know people are always racist. No, that's just a fact. I mean, <sighs> why, do they, why do they think Alabama and Georgia – are so damn good. Well, they have prop, they have prop ninety eight. Or yeah, they they don't. Yeah, you don't have to be some great scholarship student so they can take more players. I'm going to wrap this up before we go any farther, Dave. I, uh, I know that. I'm still King Kong, and hey, night way to tough it up, man. Even a guy with short pants and not watching the basketball game tonight. Tell uh, cornhole, you're watching Housewives of L.A. <laughs> you just call. I really hope Corn is listening, and he heard of cornhole. <laughs> Okay, we can bellyache about what happened with Jim Leonard 
as long as we want. Okay? Is that what we want this show to be? What's done is done. Are you going to invest or not, Dad? It's a great hire. We all love it. That's the way the college football works. This has been a shady sport for a million different reasons, right? This is the environment in which this sport works. You got to work with coaches behind the scenes before you can announce things. You got to do this, that, the other thing, right? Like, it's all under the table. It's all very sneaky. It's a very sneaky sport. Sorry. That's not Chris McIntosh's fault. He's playing the game. Don't hate the player. Hate the game, right? He was keeping his options open. He's a single bachelor. Ah, maybe I get Luke Fickle, but if I can't get Luke Fickle, I'd still really like Jim Leonard. You know, that's the way it works. Pete Monona. Oh, boy. Oh, God. 608-796-2558. Hello, Pete. What's up? All right. Well, I, the only thing I want to say about him calling me Diana Ross is then, you know, if I'm Diana Ross, then he's a little Stevie Wonder. <laughs> yeah, he's blind. Yes. Yeah. And well done. I, I just don't understand what's what it is with those late baby boomer people, you know, that, I mean, they're all nostalgic for uh, when America was great. They grew up in the 1960s. Let me tell you, I was a teenager then. America wasn't great then. America was great when I grew up in the 50s. That's when we had full employment plus, and, you know, and everybody had, uh, well, no, just like regular Joe people who worked in a factory could have, uh, you know, two cars, uh, uh, their own home, and possibly even have a, a home up in your neck of, neck of the woods. Yeah. I, I don't exactly know what they're, you know, the 60s. Um, I, I, I don't know why people are so nostalgic for that. That was an awful time. And the other thing about it is that, you know, he's talking about people you know, uh, growing up soft. I, I, I put up where I grew up uh, next to him anytime because I grew up on the south side of Chicago in the 50s and 60s. Now, the, you know, not, not, only, not only did most of the gangs that uh, in the Midwest, you know, originate from then, but there was also lots of racial strife because there was uh, changing neighborhoods. So I'll put that up against that pansy waste anyway. Now I want to talk about something stop, substantive. Okay. I don't... Yeah, I don't agree with uh, your your idea to you know get rid of everybody on the defense and and let uh, Rogers go for for uh, trades because Gutekunst is going to be in charge of all that. So he's the person that drafted those people in the first place. Why do you think he's going to be? It's going to be any better this time? Okay, I mean, this, is, this thing- is a great point. This is an outstanding point. I don't even disagree with you. I- what do we think about Brian Gutekunst? This is a conversation we got to have now, too, right, Pete? No, well, I think, no, well, wait a minute. I don't know the guy personally, but I know he did an idiotic thing moving up to and moving up in the draft to get love. That was really stupid, especially when, you know, they didn't know if they were going to uh, keep Rodgers or not. All that did was make Rodgers pout, and then Rodgers got a lot of power. He got to be assistant general manager. He got to be, have say-so over, you know, whether they could bring in uh, or not his, you know, uh, decrepit, crippled cronies. Mm-hmm. So when you have that kind of guy running your club, he's not going to trade Rodgers because he knows that he and Lafleur are out on the street the moment Rodgers is gone. That's why he take, you know, that's why he lets Rodgers spread feces all over him because he he's given Rodgers that kind of power. So what you propose might be interesting for talk radio, but it ain't going to happen. And if it did, it's probably Probably not a good idea because Gutekunst is not very good at his job. So 
I agree with all this. Pete, I got to take a break, but 30 seconds. So you sing on the morning show. Why? Why? Yes. Where did that start? How did that start? Oh, oh God. Oh, oh, I remember when, when, when they, when they got love, I, it just reminded me of a song that I, that I heard, uh, Chad and Jeremy, I don't care what they say. I won't live in a world without love. Oh, yeah. And it made me think about Rogers. I don't care what they say. I won't play with a team that has love. So that got it going. So now, you know, I write lyrics to other people's tunes. I love that weird Pete or like not a weird, but it's the weird Al of Monona. That's Marquette Pete. Uh, thank you, Pete. You are the you are the Godzilla of this feud. And I'd say that I don't know. I'm not saying who won. Not saying who won the exchange. It was a pretty good showing for Pete. We have to take a break because I got to get to my Clemens before too long. So let's take a break. Come back. Talk for a couple of minutes. Then Mike's on the way. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. 608-796-2558 is the number to text or call. Got a couple of minutes before I got to close the phones off. We reserve the phones for Mr. Mike Clements at 5.30 every Tuesday and Thursday. Chris and Eau Claire texts in, and it's a screenshot of Wisconsin's academic structure. Is it true that you only need a GPA of 1.8? I was no, uh, I was not graduating summa cum laude over here, but 1.8. It means you're passing, what, two out of five classes? That's what Chris tells me. That checks out. I'm not going to check that math. It's not that hard. Uh, I I don't know that the Badgers lose out on that many kids because of academic requirements, but here I am. Actually, I want to take that back. I don't know anything. I don't know anything about that. I'm not going to make assumptions. Don't ask me. Uh, Dave from Monona with a follow-up text after Pete. uh, Pete kind of gave me the work there, Dave. Now, Pete had the follow-up, so he has the advantage. It's like going second in overtime. You have the, the advantage. Dave says... Got a little nervous when Diana was on the phone. Are you kidding me? He loves coming after me and me after him because we both bring a certain truth to the conversation and listeners of your generation need to toughen up or turn the dial and watch Sesame Street or Big Bird. Wait, you're coming after me? What did I do? All I do is pick up the phone and let you guys talk for literally basically as long as you want. I don't cut anyone off on this show. Why are you coming at me? I need to turn the dial and watch Sesame Street or Big Bird? Can you get a load of this? Eric on I-90 is here. Eric, can you believe this? I can't believe this, Grant. I can't believe what's going on. I can't, e- I can't either. That's a disgusting act from Dave and Monona. Right. You cut me off. I tried to give Dave cover last night, and uh, you cut me right off. And I know now I can't say those kinds of words. That, right. that that word is less than ideal on the radio, but that's fine. It happens. That's why we got a dump button. You can move less on. Less than ideal. You know, I, I've got to sit there and say, before I say something, because I did think about it, Dave. Not Dave. I did think about it, Grant. And i got to think to myself, what would my wife think if I said that? And then I shouldn't say that word. That's a good, or, or the grandma, or my grandma. I always think what my grandma think if I would say that word. Right, right. I would say, so, uh, no more communist words. Yeah, that was one of the words on that the you show. said. Are you watching the uh, no, you watch the Big Ten ACC Challenge tonight? It's all anyone's talking about. 
No, I'm not watching any oh, of that. Okay, so we can talk about what you no. wanted to talk about then. That's fine. I wish the Bucks were going to play tonight, but they're not. Yeah, they got um, tomorrow night. But, you know, um, I'm kind of surprised by your take on the Packers. I didn't think you'd be to this point yet, but you're here, huh? Or 40. You're here, you're, you're, it, it, it seems like every week. Packers media, or I'm listening to Packers Radio Network, it's like, man, well, if you win today and you win out, there's no more winning out. Winning out was off of the table as a realistic option when you lost in Detroit and you scored nine points. Season's cooked. It's been cooked for a while. Well, I'm glad to hear that you've come to that point. I do think that you have some overrated players on defense. Yes. You know, I think that, you know, I think one of them, one of the most is your cornerback. What's his name? Jair Alexander. Uh, Jair Alexander. You could tell in that game, see, when he when that ball was coming right to him, he, he, he looked like he was going to intercept it, right? Mm-hmm. Sure did. And then the guy just caught it and ran right in front of him. Yeah. You know, if Jair's thinking about the game, he tackles that guy. But Jair was thinking about Jair huh? and how uh, great it would be for him to get an interception. Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, Am I, I, right or wrong? I think you're right, Eric. And unfortunately, I have to let you go. You have an excellent night because we got to get to Mike. But Eric, you're touching on a deeper conversation that was first raised by, oh, shoot, who was it? Stephen O'Claire? Who was it? Who said that you can't have Brian Gutekunst making these selections on defense because all of these guys he's drafted, they stink. I think it's a product of the system that they're in because a lot of these guys look great as rookies. And then the more they're under Mike Petner, the more they're under Joe Barry, the more they're in the system, the worse they get. The less physical they play, the worse they tackle, the softer they hit. So I'm with you, Eric, in that some of these players are overrated, but I don't know if it's even their fault. I think it's a product of them being here a couple of years. Kenny Clark might be a little overrated in that maybe he you know, stuffs his stat book against Garrett Bradbury every year. <laughs> that helps. Christian Yelich, you know, racking up home runs against the Reds, that type of thing. Yeah, well, all great topics, all great points of discussion that we can talk about with Mike Clements, our guy who's going to join us in just a couple of minutes. Remember, Kenny and Heilprin coming up at 6 o'clock. Oh, boy, that's going to be a doozy. Very much looking forward to that show. So between Mike Clements with the Packers and Zach and Ben with the Badgers, we got nothing but insiders for the next two and a half hours. Nothing but outstanding analysis and coverage. And I, for one, am just going to sit back with Mike on the phone and take it all in just like you. Let's get him on the Horn Wisco Sports Show back in five minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Eagles trying to stay ahead in the division and the race for the number one seed, but Green Bay trying to climb back in it. From five deep, Keyshawn Nixon going to bring it out. Hit it with speed on the right side, and Nixon, good return, still going. Over 50 on the return. He brings it to the 48. We ain't never bowed down. We ain't scared of nobody, you know. Just, you got to keep playing football. Hopefully, end up on the winning side, but tonight it didn't. That's Nixon. Maybe the greatest football player we've ever seen. Rudy Ford, Nixon, guys come in. It's like they, they changed our whole life. Thank you for changing my life. And here applies, I'm just Rudy Ford. I'm just a four-string safety. Uh, and quite wise, Mike Clements is here. Mike, you got to love that breakdown. Just keep making plays, and one of these weeks, we're maybe going to win. That's about Nixon, what Nixon Ford, is. and now all Brian Goodikus has got to sign two more free agents, Carter and Reagan. Yeah. And you pretty much got the 70s and 80s all wrapped up, man. Yeah, I was going to say, okay, you made the president joke. I was going to be next, so I'm glad you took care of that. Yeah, we might have a kick returner. 
What the heck, Mike? Where'd this guy come from? Well, so Keyshawn Nixon rewarded with uh, 172 yards returns on five carries. Now, the one he kind of muffed at the start, but, you know, again, this is this gets back to coaching and the organization. Like, you, you don't know until you put it out there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and Amari Rogers was a kid that they liked so much uh, and, you know, kept on trying and they kept on thinking that, like, like Christian Watson, they kept on thinking it just takes one play sometimes for a guy to change. Yeah. But, you know, with Amari Rogers, uh, the, the, every next time included a fumble or a muff or some sort of a mistake. And so here's this veteran who uh, the speed that he shows, that Keyshawn Nixon shows. But yeah. 172 yards the other night against the Eagles in a game that you lose – I mean that's that's I think they, I probably have to add it up, but that could be the, their total returns for the last two or three seasons. Yeah, for the seriously. Packers on special teams, and so how's that guy rewarded? His best friend just got waived a couple of hours ago. <laughs> All right, is he close to Jonathan Avram? Very close. Interesting. Best friends. Oh, I didn't know that. Best friends close. Like come to my house, I'll put you up. You know, until you find a place. Like Aaron Rodgers and Jake Kumaro, best friends type. No, of no one's. You know, <laughs> I'm not sure who Aaron Rodgers' best friend is, but anyway, yeah, um, yeah, no, you know, there was there was this fanfare when the Raiders released the former first round pick out of Mississippi State because he just wasn't, you know, he wasn't producing or whatever, mm-hmm. and so a lot of people said, hey, this will be a great change of scenery, just like it was for Keyshawn Nixon and Rudy Ford and some of these other guys that they've picked up. And I saw him on a couple special teams plays. I think I saw him take a snap or two on a, in a dime package. But Sunday night, he was a healthy and active. And, um, you, know, I, you know, he's a great talker. And, yeah. you know, when he arrived in Green Bay, there was a big, you know, arrival of media. Like, oh, wow, you know, maybe this guy could, could come in like, one of, like, like this could be the next Rasul Douglas, you know, or Devondre Campbell. Uh, and no, he's uh, just the next Christian Kirksey, you know, or nice. one of those guys. Uh, he uh, got waived this afternoon. And who knows? Maybe he gets picked up by the Bears uh, because you know their safety's down with a foot injury. He just put on IR today, and uh, and you know the, the Eagles lost their safety the, uh, in that lacerated kidney in that game. Chancey uh, Gardner Smith. So um, whatever uh, he got waived in his gains who's been in and off the roster, a practice squad guy. He gets promoted. He got, he had 18 snaps in special teams, and Abram was a, a healthy scratch Sunday night against the Eagles. Yeah, I – man, I – like, so Gardner Johnson got hurt. The Eagles had some losses. I'm thinking of Sunday night's game, Mike, and we've obviously been talking about all these games this year. I don't think there was a Packer game up until Sunday night that gave us that much. There's just a million different things we could talk about. You know, we're going to have the Aaron Rodgers versus Jordan Love conversation. But, Mike, what I've been <clears throat> what I've been focusing on this week is they give up 360 yards on the ground for a defense that was supposed to be fixed. I mean, we've been trying to fix this part of the defense for 10 years, and they're still doing this. And, I like, we can talk about Love and Rodgers, but this team, I mean, they're broken. Yeah, well, and, and you know, so LaFleur's asked point blank yesterday, are you – are you going to fire him? Are you going to fire Joe Barry? Yeah. And LaFleur said, it's on me. I need to be a better coach. I need to know more about special teams. I need to know about, you know, defense. I need to be a more experienced head coach. I need to oversee these things. 
Uh, and it's just not one guy. It's a collective effort. It's two or three different coaches. It's 22 players. It's team leaders. It's guys that are up for contracts. It's guys that are shutting down. And it's maybe one bad apple who's not. You know, to me, Jair Alexander looks like he's out there just freelancing. He's pretty much running his, his own defense Let's now. talk about that. What's going on with him and, and what's the read? You're obviously around the team. He seems to me, Mike, like a guy that when you're winning and when the unit's playing well, that energy's infectious, right? But when you're losing, not everybody wants to be around that all the time. And I think maybe that's where Mike Daniels got in trouble. It's like, man, this defense stinks. Can you stop being that guy? And, and I think that wore on people. Jair Alexander kind of gives me that same sense. The best quote was Rasul Douglas saying, a month ago, we suck right now. Yeah. So, and that's even, I think that maybe that was right after Rashawn Gary went down. But, um, you know, they're not playing together, and something is off, and the problem is you go and you get access to the defensive coordinator, and all he does is say, oh, just Jalen Hurts. Man, this kid, we saw him on college, and, you know, he's got such versatility, but he's got a great arm, too. And then, you know, Quez and those other weapons he's got to throw to. And oh, yeah. that's a big offensive line. And then you, then I asked him this question. I talked about this uh, this morning with Ebo. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for just a sign that Joe Barry gets after guys because I know that from Adrian Amos on down, when Barry first arrived within a couple of months, everybody's coming Coach B. They love Coach B. So, you know, these players want to be coached. They want a good scheme. They want to win. And so if a coach comes to you and he can keep it short and to the point and give you the keys you need to be successful and a defense that everybody understands and works together and can adjust to the motions and to the talent that's on the offensive side of the ball, they want to win. They want to be successful. But when you come out there with a scheme and you sit there in a zone and Justin Jefferson week one is just walking through your secondary all afternoon and you don't make changes. And then you come up with this kind of political mumbo jumbo. like, Well, if we put one guy in man and it screws up the rest of the the other 10 and it's not further explained like that. And then there, then you get to the point where there's, there's the Darius Smith now playing for the Vikings. So clearly now the, the Packers made a mistake there. Yeah. Why did they do that? He had a bulging disc. He was, you know, uh, 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 in a, getting into his 30s. They didn't like the way he worked with the team or didn't work with the team during his injury uh, last year. And so, and he also went and followed Mike Pedden and Mike Smith, his outside linebackers coach. And now here he is, you know, NFC Defensive Player of the Week a couple of times this season. They're missing him. And, but, but last February, Brian Gutekinds, when I asked him directly about that situation, he said, you know, we got Preston, we got Rashawn Gary coming on, and Rashawn mm-hmm. Gary would look great starting since training camp. And then there's Jonathan Garvin. And now here you are week six or seven into this abysmal season, and Jonathan Garvin is a healthy scratch. So then you ask the defensive coordinator, like I did about ten days ago, hey, tell me about Jonathan Garvin. And I think the fair thing for a coach to do to not say something that becomes, you know, uh, disruptive or, or whatever with the player, to embarrass a player, I think the player, he needs to say, you know, Jonathan needs to work on this. Yeah. Or here's some positive things that Jonathan has done and all that. 
And his answer was, well, you know, Jonathan is a rotational player. Yeah, yeah. Or he's, you, you know, know, that's like saying, oh, you know, he's not our morning drive host. He's a weekend. Uh, he's a he's yeah. a weekend guy and a, uh, a part timer on the weekend. Uh, 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 so uh, we don't expect that much of him. Yeah, related to kind of saying, well, Mario Rogers, he's returning punts for us. You know, just like I, I don't know, Joe. And Joe that Perry. that kind of lameness, just that's that starts to permeate. That's the that's the political BS, and and there's no indications that Joe Barry. Is going after these guys. I mean, I hear the stories. Remember, he first came to camp, and you know, he was doing push-ups in front of the, the guys, you know, and showing Great. how energetic it was, and yeah. riding his bike and Love all that. that. But you know, I, it's like I joke with Bill Michaels. The most intelligent thing I've seen out of this guy going on two years is I was really impressed on the level of restaurants he recommended people visit while in London because right. he knows London now. Well, he you know he comes from a, he comes from means you know or he married into a family of means, Mike, which is that's right. He married into his career at the same time. So, Marinelli, yeah. You, know, you talk about the smart things he's done in his life. It really stems from his marriage. That's really where it starts. Do you do you, do you remember the story that happened in, Det- in Detroit? Oh yeah, with Rob Parker. That was one of the greatest things Rob ever. Rob Parker. Oh, so yeah. So funny. this 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 edgy reporter for it's I think it's the Detroit Free Press newspaper. That this is the season where the Lions are going on sixteen, and and uh, Joe Barry is the defense coordinator, and his father in law is the head coach, mm-hmm. a long time defensive guy, and he he said like week ten or so, zero oh and ten, he said. Do you wish your daughter had married a better defensive coordinator? I do. All these years later, I wish she married a much better defensive coordinator because Joe Barry wouldn't be in charge of this defense that was supposed to be the the core, the foundation of this team. And the team, the team called the paper and they yanked his credential. Yeah, soft. He got kicked out. Soft. He got kicked out. He asked a lot of questions like that, but I'm like, isn't that awesome? Well, and now you got, like, Mark Daniels saying, how can you live with MVS? Back in the day, we used to question people's marriages in the media. It used to be much more rough and tumble. Now we've gotten right. soft. Oh, right. my God. You have Joe Barry. I'm so, uh, you know, I think what's uh, going to happen is that, you know, it's five weeks. We see what happens. I would imagine, uh, just like the Badgers, uh, I'm sure Mr. LaFleur's got someone assigned to start putting out feelers to, you know, potential defensive coordinators. And the people start throwing out names of people sitting at home on the couch like Vic Fangio, and it's like, no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah. Let LaFleur make the hire, and let LaFleur hire like another LaFleur, okay? Yeah. A guy who um, either has had some defensive coordinator uh, experience or deserves that next step. And I don't think, I don't think that guy is on the Packers staff. Jerry Gray is a secondary coach and seems to be respected. But, you know, the, the, the Vikings gave up on him after eight years. He's 59 years old. I don't think he's the answer. Uh, and if they have one or two more losses, what they're mathematically eliminated, all that. Season's over. Start thinking about next year. And just go out and get the best candidate that you can. And somebody that has an intriguing scheme that can help these guys get to a Super Bowl before Aaron Rodgers retires. That's the way to go about it. Well, every time I hear Aaron Rodgers talk, maybe we can get to that next, Mike. We're here with Mike Clements. All I hear is, well, we're not mathematically eliminated. You know, we string some wins together. Well, if we went out, it's like, let's stop with the charade. I'm tired. I don't I don't need the charade anymore. We can we can admit our, our situation. There's more dignity in it that way, I think. Right, so so in the in the third quarter, Rodgers gets hit 
by a couple of eagles uh, in a sack. It looked like it was kind of a intentional helmet to the chest or hand shot. And, you know, there was confusion as to whether or not it was an oblique muscle, because that's what they told us up in the press box, or if it was a, something or the thumb. Yeah. And it was Rodgers after the game said, no, it's a rib. I've got, I've got a rib problem. And he uh, explained today, remember when Randall Cobb had that microphone on in a playoff game yes. against the Cardinals? In 16? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he got hit from, like, from behind. And, you know, not only did it did, uh, crack a rib or something, but it darn near punctured a lung. Yeah. So when you get a rib like that, you know, the veteran Rodgers like, whoa, wait a minute, I don't want this to be a lung puncture thing. So he went in for an x-ray during the game, and Jordan Love comes out and gets his 10 snaps and produces a you know a touchdown on a field goal. And the x-ray was inconclusive. He had more MRI scans yesterday. And so Rodgers was asked today on the McAfee show, what did the MRI show about your, your ribs? Well, we're not eliminated. Uh, I got good news with the scans yesterday. So I plan on playing this week. You got good news, Mike? It's hardly medical, yeah. but that seems good. Well, that means that obviously it's not dangerous if it's a fracture or whatever, but obviously, you know, he can say to LaFleur and to Doc McKenzie, um, okay, I, I feel good about that. Yeah. Uh, I think I can play with, with a pad, with a painkiller before, you know, the noon kickoff at Soldier Field and whatever. And then, and then the next question is this. Well, you know, people were excited to see Jordan Love. And let's, let's, you're not mathematically eliminated, but come on. You know, let's let Jordan Love see what's going on. How about you rest up, get ready for next year, these kinds of things. And Aaron Rodgers is like, look, I'm here to play. Yeah, I play like this all the time. Uh, whether we were eight and four or four and eight or whatever, I'm here to play. I just think that's what my role is as a competitor. Is that if you can play, then you play. End of discussion. Yeah, you, you show up. Forget you don't even take yourself out of games. It was a big thing. He said to take himself. Out of that game the other night, yeah. but it, he could he couldn't operate. So Rogers was asked, "Okay, should you play against the Bears this weekend, or you know what's the what's your reason for playing in these final five games?" You know, we're not eliminated. We got a chance to run run the last five and and uh, see where we stand after that. So that's the focus for me. Uh, you know, I might miss practice uh, Wednesday. Would not be a full contributor, but that's kind of been standard for the last I don't know six seven weeks. Go to my uh, one of my favorite places to play down in Chicago, and hopefully, uh, you know, get a big win, get into the bye week, get healthy, and see where we can get to. It just it hardly sounds convincing. I don't think he believes it when he's like, "Well, we went out and we see where we stand, or you know, get to the bye and get healthy." And it's just I, I don't know, Mike. My question to you, because you would know more than me, you have a sense of what's going on with the team and how they operate. If Aaron Rodgers is intent on playing every game this year if he's healthy, regardless of whether they're in playoff contention or they're not. Like, they get mathematically eliminated, and Rodgers like, no, I'm the quarterback, I want to play. Do you think the Packers step in and say, uh, no? Like, do you think they they make that decision if Aaron Rodgers won't? The team should always be putting on the best team on the field that's going to win the damn game. Okay. It's simple. Instead of this stuff like, well, let's tank and see if we can get a better draft pick. And all these other things is nonsense. You put the healthiest, the best players on the field. Okay. Uh, well, except it's Aaron Rodgers, and he owns the place. Yeah. 
and I think you're not you're still not ready for him to leave. And I think this whole organization is set up. Uh, the, the longer I, the more I, I get some feedback is this: mm-hmm. there's two years left, and then Mark Murphy retires. Okay. Okay. He is he has picked his GM. He has picked his coach, and he has just made his decision on quarterback, who is getting fifty million dollars a year right now. Yes, he is. And so this those three are his best shot at getting a Super Bowl before he's out. And if they don't do that, if LaFleur doesn't get it, he may not have a job in two years. The next guy who comes in, whether it's Ed Policy, who's his right-hand man mm-hmm. for the last 10 years and built Titletown, or they bring in an outsider like they did with Mark Murphy in 2008, um, this is the current regime. And I don't think Mark Murphy wants to go through a new GM and a head coach, but he wants to get that second trophy now and this is the plan this is this is what they feel so therefore what does that mean for jordan love what do we find out do we showcase him for a trade all that other kind of stuff uh you know they'll take it game to game but right now since they are not mathematically eliminated and in terms of leadership with the the players uh and and you know being honest with everybody being honest with the fans we're here to win period Yep. What do we do to win this week's game? I guess Aaron Rodgers, you know, 80% of Aaron Rodgers is their best bet. That seems to be the case. Mike, I appreciate you. We'll talk more on Thursday. I don't think anything crazy is going to happen before then, but you never know with Rodgers and the Packers. Thank you for the time. We'll talk Thursday. Thank you, Grant. Mike Clements on Twitter. Mike Clements NFL will chat on Thursday. Let's take one final break, and then we'll turn things over to Ben and Zach for Kenny and Heilprin talking Badgers for the next two hours. Looking forward to that. Final segment of the Wisco Sports Show coming up next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. It's been a fun show tonight. Appreciate Mike Clements' insight on what went down in Philly on Sunday and what comes next. It seems obvious. Rodgers plays another game or two. Jordan Love gets a couple starts at the end of the year. It seems very easy and clear to everyone. But then again, there are things that seem easy and things that seem clear that have not always been easy and clear for Aaron Rodgers. So we will see. I'd just like for this all to go smoothly. I don't need the extra drama. We got a new coach in Madison. I'm enjoying talking about that. The Bucks are really good. I don't need a... Matt LaFleur versus Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers gets benched and then makes a whole thing. And I just, then he goes on the back of his show. And then I got to cut up the bites of audio and edit them for the show. And I just, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do any of that. So I'm hoping we get to see Rodgers play against the Bears this weekend. Hopefully they beat the Bears. That would be fun. By the way, Bears fans have been calling in to brag the last couple weeks. Oh, Justin Fields looks great. Hey, Grant, how about that? That win total prediction at the beginning of the year. Yeah, three wins still. Um, And the Packers for as bad as they've looked. Probably going to win this weekend because everyone's hurt on the Bears and the Bears weren't that good in the first place. Unless Justin Fields plays, in which case he will probably run for 300 yards by himself. Probably. Conservatively. Conservatively 300 yards by himself. Conservatively. Coming up in about three minutes, Zach Heilprin and Ben Kenny. I guess Ben Kenny has the flu, or so I see on Twitter. 
Zach has been on a heater. I listened to his episode of The Camp with Jesse Temple earlier today. Would 10 out of 10 recommend that. It was an outstanding show, as most of his shows are with Jesse Temple, but this one I found to be especially good. Zach and Ben will be great. They're going to talk about the Luke Fickle hire, what the expectations are, because naturally that's what we got to talk about next. What standard do we hold this new coach to? Now that we've celebrated him for a day, let's put him under the microscope. Hell yeah. That's how, that's how coaching talk should be. So Zach and Ben are coming up in a few minutes. If you do not get Kenny and Heilprin where you are currently listening to the show, I will retweet Ben's link just after 6 o'clock when they start. So you can find it on my Twitter page at Wisco Grants. Enjoy Kenny and Heilprin. I'll talk to you tomorrow.